You know what I found is that uh, boob guys are also ass guys, but a lot of ass guys are not also boob guys. That's very true. So ass wins. Oh, yeah, there you go. Ass yeah. wins every time. Hi, welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. We are a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. It's not a partnership. It's more than that. It's a friendship. Yeah. And CastBox happens to be the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. And you can find all your favorite podcasts here. I mean, you could listen to shit they don't tell you on other places, in other places. but No, you could listen to it on iOS, Android. Maybe you're doing that right now. But yeah. we happen to think that CastBox is the best place to do that. The highest quality audio. So the, listen to it on CastBox. What are you waiting for? Like, what are you honestly waiting for? The best video playback. What are you doing? Your nails? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? The text font they use on the app is stellar. It's just an unbelievable what is it, service. Helvetica? Yeah, it's Helvetica. Hel- Hel- Helvetica. It's a great service. Get, ta- get CastBox. Hey, you know what the shit they didn't tell you about CastBox is? That it's the best. And they should have. It should have been in they the branding. They should have really told you that. Why didn't anyone tell me? Okay, welcome to the shit What they- did you say? Welcome? I said welcome. Welcome. No. Clears day. Open your mouth. Welcome to the Shit Day Don't Tell You podcast. We're live. Hello. With our very special guest today, a very, very special person. We have Shan Booty. She is a sexologist and a content creator. Shan, take it away. <laughs> That's all my God. Thank you for having me. This is really exciting. Thank you, Thank for, you being for being here. here. We saw each other last night. We did. We just met at a wedding. <laughs> a mutual. Actually, he's been on the podcast We're before. At so Tim Delgado's wedding. wedding. Huge shout out. It was yeah. a blowout time. Steve was talking to you for a while I without was. even realizing that we would be on the podcast today yeah. talking Not for a longer while. Yeah. Uh-huh. So all that conversation that we just wasted We're yesterday. We're just going to do it again. We're going to do it again. We're doing it one more time. Well, at least it was a good rehearsal. I think so. Um, so a sexologist, how did, how did you get that career? Like, how did that happen? Cause I think a lot of people don't even know that that can be a When career. you say sexologist too, I expect a... like, cause I met your, your guy last night. I expect that you are really good at fucking. And if you're not, then like, what the hell are you? I'm really good at fucking him. There I you see, go. I right? I, well, yeah. But I also think that that's a key component to being good at sex is knowing that you're not great at sex. Like. It's almost like saying you're great at cooking, which you could be, but it depends on the person's palate. Like, I can't be like, I make amazing orange chicken, and the person's <laughs> vegan, then it's like, it's kind of fucked, right? True, so true. I think being good at sex is knowing that every person is unique, and you're going to have to go into that experience as a tourist, not a tour guide, and that's what makes someone good. So if I meet somebody who's like, I'm amazing in bed, I'm like, you're probably not. So. Right. <laughs> and what's wrong with their voice? I know. Yeah, yeah they're just they talk that. Like Kermit, weird. Yeah, because they're weird. They're just a weird, they're arrogant so individual. Um, but I went to school originally for journalism, and they say in journalism school, write what you know. If you know sports, you know you'd be a sportscaster. And like, if you know entertainment, talk about Britney Spears. Whatever it is you love, you talk about. And I was like, I think I know fucking. I think that this That's is the awesome. thing. That what did I you love. know? Um, like, ni- I, nineteen specifically is really? when I made that conscious decision. And then I started writing a book at that time uh, that didn't get published for four years because I had no following or anything like that. Uh, that was called Laid. And after that, I became a um, sex education counselor at the University of Toronto, and I worked there for a while. Moved to California, got my associate in sex ed, and then became a certified sexologist two years ago. So what is the certification process like? Is like, can you prove that you know a lot about giving head? It, <laughs> you know what, girl? It's the boring stuff. Really? It really, it's erotology, it's history, it's sexual dysfunction, it's paraphilias, it's sexual development. So I actually I know, like learn half of those words. anything cool in school. We didn't learn about blowjobs or like best techniques. Oh, that's or, too bad. What the heck no. are they, what, what kind of con is this? We learned about French menus and like the, you know, the erotic um, in implications of them in the 40s. And well, so, they, you know, they say you learn more with hands-on experience that's in, very on true. the job. You I do. find that to be true. Yes. <laughs> the main thing that I learned in school that was fascinating to me, that the best part of it, we did this course that's called SAR, which is like sexual attitude readjustment. And it was 40 hours of us watching all kinds of porn. Whoa. And the goal is that you never Tough make job. this face like... <laughs> Yeah. When someone tells you what they like. Right. So we watched a variety of different types of kinks, things people enjoy. We heard a lot of different interviews. And in the end, I feel like no matter what you tell me, I've seen the porn for it at this point. Wow. That would be, I think Except for child porn, right? Because that's a no, no. 
Well, it's, obviously. We do not support that. Holy shit. Uh, well, no. I'm just saying she said all types of porn. Oh, I see. And right. I just want to clarify for those that think that we might be promoting What about dudes all? getting their, their balls stomped on by heels? Yes. Holy shit. Talking ball, ball torture. We love that one. Mm-hmm. But yeah. our subject today is actually about that, is about um, sex beyond missionary position. Because I do think that most people, and those of you at home that are listening or in your car or whatever, you're not seeing the video, uh, the face is like a disgusting face. Like, uh, I think a lot of people do make that kind of shocked, horror, disgusted face when you bring up something that's a little outside of missionary position. And I don't think that should be the case because... Who does... Where, where are you hanging out? Are, oh, wait, okay, here's, no, you're, okay, here's the truth. <laughs> I'm going to say from, from experience... Like maybe in a Mormon wait, church. I'm going to say from experience that like when I say the things that I'm turned on by or like that I go watch porn for, most of the time people are like, oh, you a freak. Oh, <laughs> like, true, you know, true, true. They yeah. say that. Then I'm like... So a long time, I thought I was like, I thought I was a freak. I gotcha. And I was like, kind of ashamed to say what really turned me on. So I would pretend like, oh, I just like want to make love or whatever I fucking see. boring thing. Because, yeah, that's so boring. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Because that was acceptable, you know? And that's why I think that a lot, most people out there, I'm going to say most, I'm just going to go ahead and say most people out there would like something more than missionary, but it's just like, Real, like we've been trained to be ashamed of that so i want to talk about it and mom and dad please stop listening right now <laughs> you've, come, you've come so far thank yeah. you for being here yeah thank you for they being should here listen. They have more thank you for supporting time. thank you for giving us a view and a, and pl- please rate us if you're listening on apple that's true it really helps, <laughs> really helps. But then kindly shut this off <laughs> i think that what you spoke to too is like the bizarre dichotomy we constantly place people in like you're not supposed to have sex and there's all this discouragement until you're married and like have sex constantly if you don't your marriage sucks yeah and then it's like do only don't be only missionary because then you're boring in bed you're dry and you're prude and freaky is okay you take it from the back but anything beyond that is like whoa you're something is wrong with you you're you're freaking the wrong way so there's this like perfect linear path of sexuality that society tells us we're supposed to be on but i actually don't know anybody who's on that track I don't know anybody who was like a perfect virginal saint until 24 His when sister. they met their. My Hello. sister definitely. <laughs> well, you know she's sure. in the bedroom. You don't know. That's oh, true. That's you have true. zero clue. I can't picture it, but yeah, that's true. I don't know. There's also a lot of hyper-religious <laughs> chicks that I knew in high school who were known for like taking it in the butt, like major time, like getting like ridiculously butt slammed, like in because all kinds of ways. That means they because they're it. still virgins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is like amazing. I did that. Well, no, I didn't get butt slammed. I just thought. I tried anal because I didn't want to have sex until marriage. And you loved and it, right? I, you loved it, you loved it, you loved it, you loved no, it? No, I did not love it. God, it hurt it. like hell, and I was like, never again. And never so again? I've heard. Never again. I mean, we got a long marriage ahead of us. Okay. But- <laughs> exactly. I'm hoping. That's not yet happened. You know how when you're, like, when you're pregnant, you're giving birth, and they shoot you in the back with that thing? The mm-hmm. epidural? I'm like, yo, let me get in that butt first. What? You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Oh, like while I'm numb? Yeah, while you're While up? I'm giving birth? Yeah, well, I don't know. Are you helping to shove the no, baby I'm, out? I'm saying it's, it's, it's a situation that's akin to that. I don't I know see. if you get to see your baby after that conversation. Yeah. That yeah, might be well, the end. Hey, look, I'm a guy. We, we get it where we can get it, right, baby? Isn't that right, baby? <laughs> Who are you talking to? I'm talking to all the guys out there. <laughs> I'm, air, I'm holding my hand up for all the guys out there. They're all they're all trying to air, air fist it. They just punch their phones and their computers because they're trying to they're trying to fist bump me. There's better ways to start with anal. You like, don't have to numb. Let's talk about that. The best way is honestly the unsexy way. You start with your favorite preferred lube that you have a plethora Ooh, of preferred. said lube. You start with a pinky. You swirl it around. You warm up the area. And you add the second finger. Swirl it around. Warm up the other area. Ask how the person likes it. Pull out for a bit. Put a little pressure there between that space between the vaginal opening and the anus. This is hot. Can we play music to this? This is like what my gyno does. Right. It's what you do. And then you <laughs> wait till you get three fingers and four. And when you're at that space where the person is comfortable, maybe with three or four fingers and you're getting you go a good- for five or six. A good circulation. You could go for fisting, which yeah. is a fetish. Yeah. Or you could then try insertion. The problem is people just go straight for yeah. anal penetration without doing the work beforehand. And then they get like rips and tears or- yeah. Know, Yes, anal fissures. And, yeah, yeah. And it sucks. I had an experience once where a dude, like, accidentally, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, went through the back door <laughs> entrance. Y'all, I was on the ground in the fetal position. And my <gasps> ears were ringing. Oh, my God. I didn't even know that series of events could go down. And Damn. So, yeah. Wow. But that being said, some people like it, some people don't. Yeah. Some women I know get orgasms from anal yeah. penetration. And I some have some are friends like, like that. Yeah. 
You have like almost all friends like that. Yeah, they're all constantly trying to talk me into doing it. Like, you gotta try it again. You gotta, back. It's so good. <laughs> I think good like people. once you relax a little bit, love her you, friends. You can, you'll like it. But I just one, I'm not a relaxed person. <laughs> you so, seem so relaxed. You're Nikki. You. Nicole's not relaxed. That's, That's true. true. I just anytime anything goes in that that around that area, it's like nope. Mm-hmm. Shop's closed. <laughs> See, she's been mentally conditioned to think it's not possible, and I think that's sad. Well, you I, just got to work together on that. And yeah, go you got to work together. And maybe it's not all one night, right? Yeah. Maybe it's just the pinky for one night. You're like, that wasn't that bad. His pinky's pretty big, though. I got a big old pinky, yeah. That's <laughs> too bad. Yeah. It's like it's a, a pretty big pinky. It's a yeah. very it's a very posh pinky. I'm sorry. Maybe you can use my pinky in my own butt. <laughs> you could. That's smart. Now you're thinking. Yeah. Oh, now you're on the team. There's also toys, right? I mean, we don't have to use fingers. There's little toys. That's true. Yeah. I get really weirded out by fingernails. Like, I don't like being fingered even, like, the normal way. Yes. Uh, actually, that's the first time I gave a blowjob was because the guy was fingering me, and I it freaked me out, and I hated it because I just couldn't stop picturing his fingernails, so I just offered to give him a blowjob to get him to stop doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. And what do you love more now, blowjobs or fingered? I would definitely rather give a blowjob than get fingered. I love this woman. Anytime. Well done. Right? <laughs> and she doesn't want me to go down on her, which is even better. But that's not she true. That's not true. <laughs> I was like, on some DJ Khaled. That would be right? so weird. Yeah, yeah. Although no, I do you, have... you have to say you love it. I'm that is kidding. no hate. He does love, he does love it, actually. You know what's fascinating? I'm bit. My manager, um, whom I feel like whoever's in my life, it just gets to be like a massive anthropological experience because they're just always like sharing stuff like, have you heard this? Have you heard that? So we talk <laughs> about his sex life all the time. And he came to me one day and he was like, I have to ask you a question. He's like, does every woman say that a dude's dick is big? He's like, because me and my friends were talking and they were like, every woman has told them all that they have big dicks. And like, we can't mathematically all have big dicks right. and i'm like we That's tell true. every one of you that you have big dicks oh no in it's return we want to be told that we taste great and that you love it oh, i shit. see oh that's fair I get oh, it. it. Well, if they ask, i wouldn't just say that and inform- volunteer that information if they didn't have a big dick but if they were like really insecurely asking me then maybe i would say that yeah but I just volunteer I, that information I, yeah I'd just be just putting it out there You're just being nice you know, it's not about nice. It's like good sex is when people feel like they, they can let go and yeah. when they feel good. And so I facilitate that feeling. And that's more important to me than the facts. Gotcha. Well, why does having a big dick, if it feels good, like why does the guy need to think that this Are you big? kidding me right now? What? Is no, I'm not question? kidding. No, is he, is he societally conditioned yes. to think no, it's that, really... that, is, that means good? Because there are some big dicks that I would not have sex with because they are too big well i hope it's so too big but also <laughs> what i'm saying about dudes is that every dude feels like the bigger you are the better it'll be like it's just the math of it right so so no matter what they want to feel like they're not inadequate compared to somebody else that's the whole jam compared to somebody because else. we're all it's all like you know men are like fucking weirdly competitive with each other and we don't want to know that some other dude was like wrecking that thing harder than we were able to wreck it you know what i mean that's it okay and it's just a thing too it's like a sexually prized item it's like big boobs even though you don't have them if someone says you have nice boobs it still means a lot they don't do shit they're not helping anybody they don't do shit boobs are so boring it's crazy i mean no no, not your boobs they're great but i'm saying boobs technically i used to be a big boob guy and i was like uh, just a huge fan and now I just see through the, it's like a conspiracy. Through the facade. I see through it. I see through you it. You see big boobs, you're like, I know what you're what doing. What a joke, Not exactly. falling for I it. See the, I see the way my brain is tricking me into into liking that. If there's one thing about I'm Steve like, Green, nodded. it's that he does not like to be scammed. I don't want to get he scammed. He is always on the lookout for what is scamming him, who is scamming him. Big boobs was conning me for years, for at least a decade. Big boob. Oh, the yeah. big boob industry. Yeah, no, it's real. It's can't very take real. down big boobs. But you can't do shit with them. It's really not that fun. Big ass. Is really taking and fucking down big boobs, boobs is not that fun either. It's no. just not that fun. It's not that fun. It's like kind of exhausting. You know what I found is that uh, boob guys are also ass guys, but a lot of ass guys are not also boob guys. That's very true. So ass wins. Oh yeah, there you go. Ass yeah. wins every time. 
Booty, booty, booty. I think what you just said is like a revolution for small dicks. What I love about Tim DeLaghetto, actually, is that he is <laughs> a small proud dick. member. He says average. <laughs> oh, I um, don't know. I was just joking. Tim. Yeah, but he's like, he's really proud to say that. He's like, oh. I don't feel the need, the pressure to say that. He's like, I know I'm amazing at oral. See, that's big dick energy. That's big dick energy. That is big dick yeah. energy. And which like is that. way more powerful than an actual big dick. Yes, I agree with that. How a guy carries himself is way more attractive than what dick size it is. I loved him, but some guys talk about pussy, like how they eat pussy, and I'm like, yeah, right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But not, maybe not Tim. I loved him. Yo, but I'm just saying it's pretty, it's kind of funny. I'd rather have them talking about pus- how they like eating pussy than not no, that, wanting no, to. No, of course. Yeah we, yeah. yeah, we. I don't mind talking about how you like it, but you shouldn't talk about it, going back to what I first said, that you're the most amazing at it. Right. Yes. Yeah, because every girl's different. Yes. I've totally had guys who are like, oh, I'm the shit at this. And I'm like, oh, this is not working for me. Yeah, yeah. what the fuck did Martha like? Yeah. It's not the <laughs> this business. Is not it. Yeah, and also, everyone is different. Every vagina I find is different. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What a really revelation, right? But uh, they really are. So it's not like there's one master move that works on every single one of them. Like, that's total, not. that's not real. Yeah, you have to learn and communicate with yeah, your Yeah, you have to figure out the new one. My favorite thing as well, too, is that Mm -hmm. I do a lot of talking to men about their sex lives, and I have learned an incredible amount of fascinating stuff about the variances of male sexual pleasure, Hmm. which we tend to think is like autopilot, it's all the same stuff, shove it in a hole, like any (laughs) hole possible. I kind of think that way right now, yeah. Is that maybe you're part of that set? The 75% of men orgasm regularly from penetrative sex, and 25% don't. So, for example, um, I don't know if you guys know. his name sup daily rick oh yeah yeah so i spoke Chris. with him within a week span i spoke with him and he said that he hates hand jobs like i want to put out a psa right now let everyone know no more hand jobs like we do enough hand jobs on ourselves you guys aren't great at it we don't want it and then i spoke with rick shucks and he was like hand jobs are my number one favorite thing really Damn. he was like i don't really come off of sex or off of oral he's like tell that guy to bring all the hand jobs to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, don't give out a PSA for all men because <laughs> right. there are dudes who genuinely love that thing that you don't think is that fascinating. That's, That's true. That's so true. Yeah, and then there's it's a different uh, uncircumcised dicks versus circumcised because uh, that extra skin does uh, extra things yes. with hand jobs. It does extra things with yeah. hand jobs, yeah. Um, I used to think hand jobs was a total conspiracy, but then I got with Nikki and she's pretty good. But I used I used to think hand jobs was like a friggin' Everyone joke. Everyone used to think that we just give each other, that I just give you hand jobs. That's like right? what I do. No, but I I just used to think it was a friggin' joke. I was like, are you seriously just gonna hand job me right now? Like I'm pissed. Like I'm filing a complaint. I'm but down- do you give great hand jobs to yourself? I mean, I don't think so. I don't think I'm very good at it. Therefore, I'm not gay. See, thank you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I think I think guys always know how to their body themselves. works pretty good. Yeah, because you can feel it when it's not working. And yeah, when exactly. It's working and and I suck my own dick better than Nikki. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Didn't Marilyn Manson have a rumor that he had two of his ribs removed so he could? Give <laughs> I think that was just a rumor. But, but I, yeah, I, that I would be. I want to believe that's. Real. I want to believe it's real Me too. <laughs> and I heard. Prince I'd be happy did that. for him. I heard Prince, Prince did that too. I could believe that too. Yeah, I, guess. I heard that. This other guy said that there's another guy complained about the way women ride when they're on top. And mm. He was like, women are just doing this bouncing thing, and I want back and forth. But I know people who hated the back and forth and loved the bounce. See, that's why I'm like, I you see. literally, women, this is for you as well too. Like, you cannot go out there and making assumptions that you're incredible because your last partner things worked well. We have to also put in the caveat that people fake. So right. that's an important trend to fix, but also to keep in mind when we start boasting about how great we are in bed. So as, talk- a, as a sexologist, how do you like how do you if sex is so different for so many different people, how do you how do you give advice on that? You have to start talking about it, creating a language for it. Like anything else, like you can't cook for everybody. There's gonna be people what's too salty for, people what's too sweet for. And so if you don't care, you're doing mass consumption, then fuck it, it doesn't matter. This is what you're getting. But if you're doing something as intimate that's one-on-one, what is your excuse for not being like, is this too much pepper for you? Like, is this too hot? Is this too much cheese? Are you vegan? So having those conversations, but a big part of that as well too is that we always say, talk about it, but if we don't have the language, what's the point? So you have to seek out resources that give you the language to describe what it is that you're looking for. There's an incredible site, for example, called Oh My Gosh Yes, that has nine different ways of describing orgasm. I think as a tool for women, because they might not be able to have the words to say, this is the kind of stroke or the kind of yes. lick that I like. Yeah, that's so true. And also, there's, um, okay, I want to talk about this topic a little bit, uh, faking orgasms mm-hmm. um, versus, I mean, I, I guess, okay, so there's sometimes where it feels 
like almost an orgasm, but I know it's not an orgasm, but so, but it feels really close. And so sometimes I used to tell Steve that it was an org that I like came, what, what, but I what? don't feel like that's faking it. But then later, what are you doing to me? I, We're live. But We're later, I verbalized like the difference. So I'd be like, because I thought like, oh, that's not doing you any favors. Because then, because then what happened is you expected me to get there every single time. And that was too much Same pressure. Same move every time, baby. That was too much pressure on me because I'm like, he, you would like, it was almost like I failed if I didn't orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it took all of the like pleasure out of it. Sure. So You're then just I thinking about that. Yeah. Then I had to get. Then I had to create a new language for like, oh, it felt really good. Like it was. It felt like it was close the whole time. Yeah. Because it did. It yeah. just wasn't like the same thing as an orgasm. Right. Yes. And so I think that a lot of women fall into that trap too because you want you want to please your partner. You want to let them know that they're doing a good job. Um, but sometimes I feel like if you fake an orgasm, guys get this idea that they have to give you an orgasm every time or else like they're doing something wrong. And I, I don't think, like a lot of women don't come during sex. And it's unfair to both parties to think that the woman's going to come every time during sex. Not, not that you shouldn't try, yeah. but like oral orgasm, like giving oral sex and uh, getting an orgasm that way is much easier. It's a clitoral stimulation, but the vaginal uh, uh, orgasm is um, a whole different ballgame. Yeah, it's different, and it's it's not as common. Mm-hmm. The stat is two thirds of women uh, cannot achieve orgasm from penetration alone. Mm-hmm. And that has something to do with a special gland called a Skeen's gland that's like homologous or like the anatomical twin to the prostate. Mm. And so just as many men who can achieve prostate orgasm is probably equivalent to how many women can achieve a vaginal orgasm. And so whenever people put the pressure on themselves to get this vaginal orgasm, I'm like, would you ever duct tape a man's penis to the side of his leg? I'm like, okay, this is out of commission. We're only focusing on your prostate because that's the better orgasm. You just be like, nah, let's just work on the thing that you know works for you. And so the thing with women, I think, is because of the fact that we had all examples of sex that we see are majority of the time penetration, heteronormative sexual acts. Mm -hmm. And so when we don't have the same experience that the porn stars have or that our favorite actress had, we feel like we're broken. And it's easier to fix it than to admit, I don't think my body works the right way. But the truth is your body probably does work the way that majority of women's bodies work. Um, I was on this podcast once where there's three women. Two of them were like, oral sex is everything and one of them was like I hate oral sex and both of them were debating each other Mm. and I'm like you guys are the stat (laughs) like it's okay that this one you know for her oral was too sensitive and so penetration was better because the friction may have actually been the exact same kind of orgasm but the actual clitoral stimulation was way too much and the other two were not penetrative orgasmers so own what works for you if you found one thing you're ahead of the ball game don't feel like you need five ways to orgasm Yes. Yeah, 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 but I do, I do it good, right, baby? Yeah, every time, honey. Every time. Are you time. a prostate <laughs> orgasmer? <laughs> Me? Yeah. What does that mean? From anal. Oh. Anal. You know, or... whenever we do anal. Oh, to me. You, when, to yeah, when she does stuff to my butt, absolutely. Really? Come fountains. <laughs> no, we have not done anything to his butt. No, we don't do he things won't to my let butt. Me. Uh, no, I'm super He's down. A prude. She's not down. She's He's a, a prude. butt prude. I'm super into it. I, I said can't you wait. could do anal with me when I can do anal with you. Are you are you a booty prude? We're gonna revisit this topic <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I'm not. In, I'm not into it. I. I don't. Uh, I'm cool. I'm but you've okay. never tried it. No, but I'm cool. But a lot of guys say that they yeah, like but it. When, when like even like a finger gets near there, I'm like yo 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 yo. But see, that's how I feel. Like it gives me the fucking. But that's how I feel. How come it's different? Yeah, but that's not okay though because your body is made to be entered and mine is not. Oh, thank you. There it is. The anus isn't really. You know, <laughs> it's the same anus. But I I respect that because you're like my dick is great. It does yeah. a great job. It's reliable. Like I it, love my dick it's, it's really working. it's great yeah yeah so i rely on him I'm celebrating your dick right thank now. you very Good much job. i appreciate it i need his praise can i say that um like some different dick shapes i think that has a lot more to do with things than size yeah because some dick shapes are just better at like hitting things inside there mm. and some dick shapes like nope i don't feel anything and nope. they're the same size Agreed. Yeah. I mean, it's a frontal curve because like the G spot is towards the belly button and curving in. Yeah. And so if you have somebody with a curve, if they do shallow thrusts, they're probably getting in there almost like the finger would with the come here motion versus just a really long dick, which is just hitting your cervix. And like, I think pleasure pain has a place in sex. Like when something is hurtful almost, Mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be like the basis of it. Like I think about a big dick, like five 
shallow strokes, one deep stroke. Mm. And that one deep stroke is exciting sometimes. Yeah. It gives you that like, ah, you know, that yeah. moment. And so I get why people might like that. But there are some women as well, too, who receive orgasm from cervix stimulation, from a lot of that penetration of the deep. It doesn't feel good. Like, to your point, I'm mm. not a massive fan of massive dicks. Yeah. I'd rather prefer somebody who's smaller and, like, knows what to do with it. Right, right. Exactly. Which I got in an argument with my partner once because we were having this discussion and he was like, you're making it seem like I have the smallest dick in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, because the way you're telling him is like, like, small dicks are great. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You'll be proud of You'll be proud of them. They're spectacular. And I am happy with one. How are you making him feel like he was small? Because I was talking about how great small dicks were. Oh, and so it seemed as if I was trying to overcompensate. But by saying yeah, see, like, but you it know, is an a big insult. dick isn't everything. Right. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> I like your personality a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> True. I have to disclaim and say he's a massive penis. Thank okay. you. Right. That's Which what I've I was never hoping. said to anyone else before, oh, any wow. other partner. This is the first time that I've ever said that. Oh, really? That it's massive? Yeah, I don't tell anybody else it's massive, just him. I see. Just that's him. smart. You just told the others that they were big. They're big. <laughs> not, <laughs> not massive, though. That's, that's good strategy. I will say that you are the biggest dick I have ever been with, well, both personality you. wise. And anatomically, oh, so, so I've been. Told. I locked that shit down. Yeah. That's what you have to do. But anatomically, is it the cor- the correct angle, or were you bitching about that earlier? Were you like, well, some shapes is better? Are we talking no. about something else? No, I no, because I thought it was weird because almost every guy that I've been with, I think, has had a big dick, but some of them didn't feel good, right. and some of them did, and I don't think it had anything to do with the size. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And uh, it also just like, I don't know, the way, yeah, is the motions for some of them, like, I just couldn't hang with, you, you know? You have the deepest pussy I ever had. Oh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, what about really the tightest? Mean. But the tightest and right? the tastiest. Yeah. Deepest. Thank you. Tightest. Help him with those adjectives. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Tastes like tastes definitely like tight. It feels like I'm losing my virginity every time. Yeah. It actually took tight. me three times to lose my virginity when we, when I did lose my virginity because it just wouldn't go in and I thought nothing was ever going to go in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't even wear tampons because it hurt to try to put those in. Jesus. Yeah. This is erotic. This so, is fascinating right? conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk more about like um, fetishes or not even like fetishes or what's the difference between, oh, I like something odd and a fetish. A fetish is usually a part of your normal sexual arousal process. And so like a foot fetish indicates that like feet are a part of your arousal. Just like if you're a boob fetish person, like seeing the boobs is like a necessary stage. Um, Some people are like mental, right? They need to have a mental connection. Some people need to have like the room has to be set and smelling good. There's just there's a certain particular way that gets them to arousal. And for some people, it has to be clean. And some people it's like. You have to be dressed in a diaper. Like that's, I think, oh. what makes. A so fetish. you're saying that pretty much everyone has a fetish. That that word seems to only apply to people with like um, foot fetishes or like something that you've heard of before. But but anyone has a fetish, like a like something that you need to turn you on. Yes. Okay. I've never said that before in that way. So thank you. Cool. But is it like um okay? So like, say I'm a foot fetish guy. Do I need feet involved at all times, or is it like a Sometimes I do feet shit. It's probably like a part of your normal. Like it's the same thing that like if you are somebody who is like a mental stimulate stimulant stimulant person, sometimes makeup sex during an argument might be good for you. But most of the time you're gonna need to be on good terms with that person. There could be oddities. So a foot fetish person, it's like just important to think of it as a very big part of their sexual arousal process and not as like some weird thing that they're choosing or something that they're just like wanting to do that day. For them it's it's a really big part of it. What if their sexual arousal process turns you off? Because that happened in an ex relationship before. Like uh, this, one one of my boyfriends like really liked sucking on toes, and that would just it just turned me off. But it turned him on, so we would be like so totally like, opposite. He's like like jam- you'd be ready to go, and I'd be all like, he's like jamming on your toes. Yeah, jamming on her jam. Damn, dude. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like the first time it was like, oh, this is different, you know? Okay, I'll I'll roll with it. And then it started being like every time, and um, yeah, I just don't like saliva that much. Like, yeah, you uh, like yeah. when like even when he goes down on me, if like there's too much excess saliva, I get like taken out of something. I get taken out of the moment. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so I I don't know. I use a spit Maybe my fetish is I have like so really many well. anti fetishes. Like I'm like no fingernails, no saliva. <laughs> <laughs> like everything's got to be yeah. a certain it temperature. It sounds like you're a pain in the ass, but you're not. <laughs> I know. It but does. When, because you said it in that order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just realizing the more I'm talking, I'm yeah, like, no, damn, no, no. I have a lot of rules. No, you're you really don't. You're good. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. But it is about, I think, finding someone that works for you, that you complement each other's hundred. It's compatibility. And I always say yeah. that in relationships, you're going to have things that are like, yo, this naturally aligns. Like, we both want to have the same amount of kids, or we both have the same financial goals. Maybe we both have the same attitude towards religion. And sometimes it's that we're both sexually so compatible. And there are a lot of couples that sexual compatibility is not the natural thing that just clicks and you shouldn't be discouraged by that especially if sex isn't like the biggest thing for you in a relationship Mm -hmm. a lot of people it doesn't rank in their top five of the most important things to make an intimate connection with someone but if it does yeah it's a big problem if that person and you have like very different perceptions of what a good sexual time is I didn't think that sex was one of my top five until I was in a relationship where there was a huge lack of sex Mm -hmm. then I, I realized like how much I need it like how much that is a top priority in a relationship not like the number one but like you know it's in the top top five um (laughs) what i think is interesting is like uh well for us we're i i think we make a good match because we're both like pretty traditional with our values in life like we we like monogamous relationships Mm -hmm. we we like marriage and family things like like traditions yeah we like that kind of stuff um i like chivalry uh and yeah. he and he does too he opens the door for me he likes all the etiquette stuff and i like that when I mean, we get along that way but then in the bedroom we're very not traditional no yeah no. And, okay yeah, and yeah and i've never had both i think right. you know like yeah. i've either been with a bad boy that right. like you know could throw me on the over the bed no, I just or whatever like a bad boy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shout out to your dick yeah. again. shout out shout out shout it out yeah. but it is like about finding that balance we're already at the halfway point, which is crazy because I feel like we wow, just got started. Like this is such a good conversation. I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah. Uh, we have to take a break for ads for our sponsors. We are so happy to have today. So here, here we go with that. Today's episode of the Shit They Don't Tell You podcast is sponsored by Calm. It's the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. And it was even named Apple's 2017 app of the year. Yeah, but plus Calm also has a thing where they, they tell you sleep stories. It's like it's like a bedtime story for grownups, which I, I yeah. think I would actually really enjoy that. Plus, there's something really soothing about the voices that are telling the stories. It's like these people are trained to help you to sleep. And there's different kinds of stories, too. So you can pick what kind of story helps you sleep better. For me, it's more the stories that are descriptive about like gardens and flowers and like very visual I find myself just visualizing everything they're talking about and then all of a sudden I'm asleep and maybe I dream about that thing then we're gonna play a short clip and here it is for tonight's sleep story we travel to the south of France I'm Stephen Fry and I'll be your guide as we meander lazily through the lavender fields and sleepy villages of Provence. I've been using Calm, the app, for over a year now, and I can honestly say that it's changed my life, especially in the area of anxiety. I get a lot of anxiety. I feel overwhelmed with life constantly. I wanted to meditate, but I didn't know how. It was just really hard for me to focus on breathing. And the woman who guides you through it, her name is Tamara Lovett. Um, She's really good at, if you're if you've never meditated before at coaching you through just how to be more mindful and present so that when you get overwhelmed in your day-to-day life, you just are brought back to the present and it, it actually helps it go away. Calm gives you the tools you need to live a happier, healthier, and more mindful life. Just five minutes of calm can change your whole day. It sure has changed Nikki's. Yep. If you head to calm.com slash tell you, T-E-L-L-Y-O-U, you will get 25% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of premium programs, including guided meditations on issues like anxiety, stress, focus, and relationships, including a brand new meditation each day called the Daily Calm. For a limited time, Should They Don't Tell You listeners can get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash tell you. That's C-A-L-M dot C-O-M slash T-E-L-L-Y-O-U. It includes unlimited access to all of Calm's amazing content, and you can get started today. Calm.com slash tell you. Calm, the number one app for sleep, meditation, and relaxation. 
So you want to have sex. Well, guess what? You're in luck. There's a new service out there that ma matches people who want to have sex. It's it's called Sex Matches. Uh, what what Basically what it does is if you're a horny dude and you're looking to fuck tonight, you can go on Sex Matches and it will pair you up with somebody in the area who wants to fuck. So far, we're having a lot of feedback with the service that it's mostly guys finding other guys. But um, they're working on the, on fixing that, and um, they swear that Chicks is coming. They got an advertising campaign coming. This is actually part of that advertising campaign. So Chicks, please join Sex Matches. Please, for the love of God, it says you're on the copy, for the love of all God, please join Sex Matches. We need women. Sex Matches needs women to subscribe. Okay? Look, look. I'm Okay, hold on. I'm supposed to get on my knees for this part. Okay. So... Sex Matches is begging you. They're going to pay really well. $5 per sign up. And you can sign up with multiple email accounts, but you have to maintain those email accounts. You have to reach out to these guys. You have to communicate and talk with these guys. Okay? Thank you. So don't forget to check out Sex Matches. It's a great service. Um, they're working on it, you know? And if you're a guy out there and you're on Sex Matches and you're like, so far I'm literally just being paired up with a guy a minute. Don't you worry, because there's going to be chicks flooding in there pretty soon. Sex messages. Great. We're back. <laughs> oh, what a... Thank what a, you. Thank what a you, great sex sponsor. Yeah. Great sponsor. I like a, a, an aware sponsor who's not going to lie to you about the product. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. These guys really care about getting it right, and they're working on it. Right. Yeah. That's important with the, with the sponsor. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, what's great is that you can find people in your area yeah. who are down to fuck. As opposed to the other ones. Well, no, but this one's specific. It's yeah, very, it's very in your area, specifically in your area. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a big draw. Well, there's a lot of places that claim that they're going to match you with people in the area, but they don't really do it. This one, they're actually trying to do it. It's just really freaking hard. Mm -hmm. It's just really difficult. They're having a real tough time. Okay, back to awesome conversation. Yes. Um, <laughs> this was great, though. I loved that. This is good. good we copy. do have good sponsors. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, what is like the most I'm not gonna say weird, I'm gonna say you like unique, the most uncommon um sexual thing that you've heard of? I will say the one that got me in the stomach, um, but I've now come to appreciate is, is cutting. Oh. And cutting is like a fetish where you like to put small cuts in each other's genitals and you enjoy like either sucking on the blood or maybe oh. even just watching it come that out. That is hardcore. Right, but I think when I saw that and I saw two people who loved it and who found each other and were so happy to have found somebody because it is such a very unique fetish, I was like overjoyed. I was like, that's really cool that yeah. you found someone else who loves that. Um, See, I'm all for that. Like if you find just someone that gets you and you get them and like you guys are happy. Infantilism is a like, controversial one and because That's what just like babies right yes yeah that one mm. was so funny yeah but there's actually a brick and mortar in chicago that opened up to facilitate a place where people people could go to do it and because infantilism is not about child pornography right it's adults who want to put on diapers play in cribs yeah. use soothers mm -hmm. and like act like babies <laughs> hey this is not funny it's pretty funny. <laughs> I hope a, they find the humor in it. You know guys what I mean? In a, Yo, in a diaper sitting in style is, with a choo-choo train, that's not funny to you? I was going to say, um, do you think that, because a lot of sexual things are psychological and have to do with how your childhood or stuff that happened to you. And um, do you think that it's less the aspect of, ch of being a child that turns them on and more uh, the humiliation aspect of being in a diaper because that I actually like can relate to. It could be some humiliation. It could just be like your childhood is a time that you just like, I don't know, you weren't held accountable. You mm. were just a being and people just catered to you and they wanted to understand you. And so in many ways, people like fantasize about that time in their life where someone was just so in tune with their needs they didn't have to communicate or express themselves in overt ways and so I also try not to put like a psychological spin on different fetishes because I don't do that for people who are like I like missionary I'm right. not like well is it because of the fact that that's you want to be bent oh, over true. and punished you know that's such a good point so it's, sometimes it's just like that's their thing um there's just there's a ton of there's like over 200 by alphabet different types of fetishes that are out there. And what I think is cool about that is that, yeah, maybe the extreme ones might be a bit like 
fun. uncomfortable. Like clown sex is oh, one. Classic. <laughs> what but, furries? But clown sex is actually they dress up as sexy clowns. Really? Like, like Harley Quinn or oh, something? Oh, like Harley Quinn. Yes. That's kind of hot. They're not like some of them are regular ass bozo clowns, <laughs> but they're sexy clowns. <laughs> Why don't you ever do that for me? I would do that. I'll dress like bozo. Dude, we clown should for do you. that. Yeah, sexy I'm clowns. Done. Yeah. You're dress like Harley Quinn though, not a freaking Gonzo clown. Okay, but you have to dress like a Gonzo clown. <laughs> All right, I'm down. <laughs> the guys always have it easy in the costume department. That's no problem. Yeah, but you can't half-ass it and just put like a a, a big nose no, on and then, white and then face, be like full on like yeah. you know stars with the around diamonds. My eyes. I want like a sad like yeah. uh, lipstick I'm type down of for thing. That. Yes. Yeah. And this is where like fetish and fantasy can kind of blur a line because a fetish, you know, people have may discover them later on in life and that becomes like an important part of their arousal. And a fantasy is just something that you have thought about doing once or twice. And so I suggest everyone go to a fetish list. I think there's like kink.com and just read all the different ones. And maybe one of them is a fantasy that you can bring up. And I think like the most easiest way to tell your partner you want to try something new is to be like, oh, like I read an article about this thing. Or, like, I had a dream last night. Ooh. It's my favorite. Ooh, I had a dream's a good That's one. That's a good one. my favorite That's way really of one. being, like, introducing something uh, I want so to So I had a dream that it was me and Ryan Gosling oh, and dude, Chris fuck. Pratt. No. And you. And, well, we were, we were all there. W- was I doing uh, anything? And so I just think that would be kind of cool if we just, like, asked them if they were down. I don't know. Like, I just had a dream about it. <laughs> if they were down, would you stop her? Uh, if Chris Pratt and Ryan, Ryan Gosling, Gosling wanted to, <laughs> to double no, team me? No, I would, I would never. There's no coming back from that. There's no like, and then I have sex with you later, and then you had a good time. You're gonna like, be there. What if they sucked in bed? What? Oh yeah, and you they would better be there. suck in bed. And you would be there. They would just cuckold you. No, I hate that. <laughs> Although that's pretty funny. <laughs> but no, absolutely not. All right. Well, in this world where they would both be down, that pretty that sucks that you're not supportive about it. I guess I'm not. Yeah, I'm not supporting your sexual lifestyle, am I? Yeah. She told me to bring it up, and I felt really vulnerable. Would you and... let me do it with Helen Mirren? Probably yeah, not. Yeah. For oh, the story. Shit. All right. Helen Mirren. Oh, yeah. She's my, she's my top. The hall pass. Choice. Yeah. See, that's he, my hall he pass. gets a hall pass, but Dame then Helen who Mirren. wouldn't get permission for that, right? Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And she's not sticking around long. So it's like. Well, she's a, she won an Oscar. Nikki's naming a bunch of losers who never won no Oscar. They so. still got time on their clock. Well, Ryan Gosling doesn't have an Oscar for The Notebook? No, hell no. Oh, my gosh. Right? Yes. No. A refund. It's I like think the he didn't even Leonardo get nominated for Golden Globe. The Leonardo DiCaprio curse. Oh, he has an Oscar now. How about him? Can I do that? Because of the prestige, yes, you can. Okay, hell yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> respect nice the prestige, you. yeah, the achievement. <laughs> okay, so what about this? So I sometimes fantasize about things that I would never want to happen in real life. Like it's just, uh, I guess they all share the same kind of like feeling or aspect, but like I would never want that to happen, like like gangbang stuff. Yes. Like I would never want that to happen in real life, but something about that being so taboo, I think. The idea of it. Yeah, um, like yeah. the idea of it. I'm in a safe place when I'm thinking about it. Like I'm not in danger. Right. What is that about? Your fantasies can tell you so much about like what gets you sexually excited at the time. So like gangbangs, for example, are like they're really just about like unbridled desire. Mm. Like you just being an object of desire and multiple people just like climbing over themselves to get to you. And I think that when you burn, you boil that down to something, that's like a usable piece of information. And even like people have abduction fantasies Ooh. and that's as well too. It's like not taking responsibility for what happens. Yeah. And that also can go with people who have a lot of sexual shame who come up from like a Catholic or Christian yeah. lifestyle. The idea of someone else taking total control and it's not their decision, that does that alleviates the guilt part of it, but also allows them to experience the pleasure. So. It's always good to think about your fantasies in terms of that and find fun ways that you can bring that to life. Hmm. My sexual fantasy is that I am in like a classroom. You know how they have like nude paintings? Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm brought in to like teach the class how to like masturbate. And Uh. it's like the students like don't want to get turned on, but they are. And like everyone's just like lusting after me, but they can't. Wait, so you're showing like chicks how to masturbate and then everyone's kind of. It's like dudes there too. Oh, dudes there too. Okay. But it's like instructional and like they really want me, but they know they're they're not supposed to. And there's like no opportunity for them to come and touch me, but it's just like this whole auditorium. So they want you, but they can't have you. Yes. Wow. What do you think that's about? Same thing? Like unbridled desire? I think, yeah. And also, I just want to be like completely desired. But also in real life. Don't touch. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't holler at me. <laughs> don't holla. Um, so I and was. Don't gangbang Nikki. I was please, watching. Yeah, what's your fantasy? We've all got what's around. Mine? Yeah. yeah. What's um, yours? Oh, uh, I'm. Pretty... And don't do a bit. No, I'm not gonna do a bit. Okay. Okay. You saw it coming. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like. I like the. I, I like totally dominating. That's my shit. And so doing that and like, 
like basically like leaving Nikki like fucking chained up to my bed all day and just fucking her as much as I want when I want. Like that's mine. Oh. So we have complimentary yeah. fantasies. Yeah, yeah. Because mine's all about not being a control. Like, because I feel like in my regular life, I'm like such a control freak and like very type A and like need everything to be exactly so. And then in bed, I just don't want to have to think at all. Like, I just want to be completely not in control. Yeah. That's a great fantasy. So, like, you would go and do work, go to the gym, yeah. come back. Come back. She's still there. Yeah. That is a good fantasy. Yeah, that's pretty good. The so mailman so comes. Busy. I know. We could make it happen, <laughs> but you're so busy. You got to take a day off one day. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because if you, you want the whole Ryan Gosling, you got a gift to get. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully during the holidays. Okay, so if I, if I give you yours, then I can have a Ryan Gosling and Chris Pratt's? Yeah. <laughs> Yay. We saw a compromise happen right here I love it. Thank you. They're both married, but whatever. Oh, no, Chris Pratt's not. So you, Yeah, he's recently single. There you go. There's a Pratt of hope. What about your fantasy? How would you make it happen? Or do you even want to? Or is it just yeah, a fantasy? Yeah, well, like for me, like going to a sex party where mm. me and my partner are having sex and like maybe everybody's watching because sometimes like eyes wide shut, people walk around. But the problem is like the sex clubs I've, I've looked into in LA are all like carpeted. You know what I mean? Like it's got that vibe Ooh. to it. Whereas, and I went to a nude resort once in Jamaica and it's like n- all the people you don't necessarily want to see naked. Of right. Course. And I feel like that's what nudists are. Yeah. Right. By and definition. so I have to find my crowd of people who are into that. Hot mm. nudists. Hot nudists. Yeah. I understand. It's a toughie. <laughs> because they still got to turn you on at the end right. of the day. Right. <laughs> because I don't want to like look up from like being, you know, pleasured and like there's this weird, you know, I mean, it's this guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I had this experience once at um, Coachella. And it was at a pool party, and there was this couple making out on like a side at a table, and the dude was fingering the girl. Hot couple. And it was like, I was watching them, I'm like, yo, this is so hot. And then like this dude was also watching them, and he kept making eye contact with me, like, cause we both knew we were seeing this. I'm like, bro, we're not having this moment together. And he's like reaching under yeah. his gut, jerking his little dick. Yeah, he's yeah. like, we're doing this, we're not doing this together. I love that. <laughs> So funny. And did it did it end well? Did the girl? I mean, I had to walk away because he was ruining oh. it. You know, oh, that's true. Yeah, he like came into your fantasy. He came into my fantasy, and yeah. he was just like making it a us thing. And it was just like, so I don't want that to. I'm also kind of mental in that way that if one thing happens, it's way yeah. off. I try to be flexible. Like I don't mind farts midway through, or like silly stuff that happens, or falling off the bed, or kicking somebody by accident. I remember this one time. Um, I was like, I can't remember the position that we were in, but I knew my heels of my feet were underneath my partner's balls. And I could hear it scraping because my heels were so dry. Oh. And so, like, that was one to get over of, like, I got to fix that tomorrow. Oh, Whoa. so you were, like, thinking of that during yeah. it. Yeah. Sometimes I have to stop him, um, like, during the when you go down to me part because um, I start thinking about – ways that you can get uh, UTIs and like I start thinking about UTIs going <laughs> yep. like happening and because like it happens from bacteria going up into your urethra and I just get super doctor about it and then I can't like be in the moment. It's less about uh, like his saliva. Like the main thing that happens during sex which causes, causes UTIs is the wetness and so it carries bacteria from the anus forward. Oh. So that's mostly what it's just like the sloshing mm. of different zones. Hot. Which is why they tell you never wipe you know, back, back to, to front. front. Yeah. All right. That's so true. Good tip out there. It's that yeah, e. I just bacteria. hate, like UTIs are my freaking nightmare. Like I just, I, I get like at least two a year just because if you're, if you've gotten them before, you're more prone to getting them. Yes. And like, I always get them when we travel. Always. And it sucks because then you have to find a hospital or like a place that you're not used to going to and like an, urge, an urgent care or whatever. And so like, I, I take so much precaution to not get UTIs, and so that's why. Do you take like a preventative, like UTI probiotic? I do. Yeah, I take probiotics. I don't know if it's specific. Yeah, I should send you a picture of one that oh. I use. It's like UTI specific. specific. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. I have existed. like honestly the shittiest vulva. Like it's just, <laughs> it is so finicky and particular. And so if I recommend something to somebody, it's based on somebody who gets BV, UTIs, yeast infections, like common colds. Ooh, good to know. Yeah, I would love a picture of that because that's, I just get so paranoid. So that's something that happens. Don't be so mean to your vulva, please. I love it, but it's like knowing the personality. I, I just see. know the vibe. It's like it's like that friend who you know is cool, but they're mad sensitive. So you gotta be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, can't yeah. say that you around them. them. Yeah, yeah gotta clean sense. it up. So um, I think I, I watched a video where you talked about being in an open relationship. Mm-hmm. Are you still in an open relationship? I really struggle with that because I think our relationship has never changed from mm-hmm. the beginning, but it's become such a big part of how people 
communicate with me about my relationship or judge it. And I've always gotten into this space to be like, I want to be the Walmart greeter of intimacy. I want to be the person people feel comfortable talking to. Yeah. And like, this has made me the foot fetish girl, which isn't anything oh. wrong with that. But I think that again, to the point of people not understanding mm-hmm. like the spectrum of happiness people can experience, yeah. it makes them feel like they can't ex- access you. So using the word open, I don't know if I'm going to continue to use it, but we're just not a... We're more of a choice-based relationship. I'd mm-hmm. say that. So, And it doesn't mean that we're like constantly making that choice. But it's like I just also, too, have a very different life. So I'm writing a book this summer where I'm helping six women who are dope in every area but like super shit at dating. And it's like this weekend, for example, I went out Friday and Saturday night like picking up dudes with them. Whoa. So like there's certain parts of my natural job. Yeah. I worked on a show where I went on 30 first dates um, to test out different psychological experiments. Huh. And sometimes like I'll flirt with people. And like if you went through my phone, there might be some inappropriate things that you're like, an uh, engaged woman shouldn't be talking like that. Are but, you engaged? Yes, oh I am. Oh my gosh, congratulations. congratulations. I didn't oh, even thank know that. You. Yeah. But you're doing it for your career. Like it's, um, it's a catch. It's, well, it's, it's kind also, of an educational thing. Those times are educational, but sometimes I just like the vibe. Right. And I've, as a single person, to be honest with you, like I've had two sexual partners in the past like eight years. It's not as if when I'm single, I'm reckless. And so right. it wasn't necessary for me to get into a relationship that now said like, not your choice, can't do this, can't do that. And how we came to the idea of open is that we were living together and there was this person from my past who like lived in a separate continent who was like, I'm coming to LA, I wanna spend time with you. And I'm like, I kinda wanna understand this relationship more because it ended abruptly. And I asked my partner, I'm like, would you mind if I went to dinner with him and kind of explored that? And he was like, I know that saying no isn't the best choice here. You kinda have to close that door for yourself. And when we did that, we just became closer than ever. And like when we gave each other that freedom and that choice, it was just like, I don't know, it felt more like love to me right. than coming into a relationship because in my past relationship it was so much like going through my phone if I was nice to a dude he'd be upset oh, shit. if he came to one of my live shows and I, I'm talk about sex and so if I'm being sexual he's like you're being disrespectful to me in our relationship oh. and so oh, wow. it just became a thing where I just prefer to be with somebody who doesn't put so much stock on monogamy mm. as a very strict enforced part of our relationship Right, and I think that's the whole key to open relationships because a few of my friends have been in open relationships and they love it. And it's about like having that understanding with your partner where you um, both agree. Yeah, you both You're agree. Both yes. Like, yes. Right. Like, like I assume your partner like that. You the fact that you just said if you went through my phone right now, it would be a bunch of shit where you're like, whoa. But you said that on our podcast, like thousands of people are going to hear this and you know that that's okay because your guy is totally chill. Oh yeah. Like they, like, com- you communicate. And right. we've honestly never gone through each other's phones. Like, and that's yeah. something that's magical to me as well too. Like because of the fact that this isn't a thing, it's not a focus of our relationship at all, which became bizarre for me because for example, when we got engaged, not a single person, not any of our friends or family asked us, is this still going to be open? But mm-hmm. online, that was the only question we got constantly. Oh, wow. of course. And it's like, we don't define our relationship like this because it's like just not a focus of ours, but it's become like a massive focus of how people perceive the relationship. Well, people want to know what, what group you're in, right? Right. It's like, um, oh, well, you're you're engaged, so you lost. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you, 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 you converted closed to our the, side. Yes. You yeah. closed the door <laughs> and you became one of us. Like. Right. But but obviously you have a different thing going on. And yeah. I only I bring it up because I know it's something that a lot of people don't oh, understand. Hell yeah. yeah. And I, I want people I think more people should like learn about it. Because it is something that when you say open relationship, you will get judged on by a lot of people. Because it's, it's not like n- normal in, I'm making quotation marks in society. Um but when I actually speak to like polyamorous people and people that are in open relationships, they're really happy and like it works for them. It's not so much a sex thing like um like people are like oh like it's not cool to, to be in a relationship and then fuck other people it's not really a it's not really about that it's like a, their own thing mm-hmm. you know and some people it is sex like one of my like pundit couples that i love like they are sex educators but they're an open marriage they have a kid who's like 18 and to your point about the whole like differences of kinks thing He's really into BDSM and she really wasn't. And so now he has different submissive partners Mm. that he like works with. And she, I think, is partly bisexual. And so she explores that side. But they still are married and they still have a child and they still grow a business and they're in love with each other and they share that space. But they just acknowledge that there's certain needs that 
the each person doesn't willingly want to fulfill and they're comfortable with each other find that outside of the relationship so I always like I'm always in a stigma too of being like I don't want to be like we're not the sex open relationship couple because that seems like I'm shaming those that are right right right, right. yeah it's just different what well, sort different of different versions you get that label because it's so different and like almost sexy we just in need a, way. a better label I yeah. mean like, that's the thing too I think like polyamorous not polyamorous um yeah polyamorous came as a like, bisexual and pansexual right mm-hmm. they're sort of similar but bisexual really is like man or woman and pansexual is more about like I just love anyone mm. right. and I think that's because pansexuals were like bisexual has a stigma like yeah. people associate that as like one day I'm with Jim the next day I'm with Sally and yeah. <laughs> I don't really know and then pansexuals were like no like we're really about connecting with people mm-hmm. and so I gotta find some type of term that I mean it's not monogamy maybe it's not open and like choice based just it doesn't really sound catchy well i remember bisexual when we were in like high school and shit it, it just sounds so slutty because it's like oh you'll fuck anybody right you're, you're like dudes mm. and chicks and whatever like you're so down um but well, it wasn't until later that i found out that it's like no it's just like it's just your preference you're just you're just down it's just a it's just completely open you don't know what's gonna happen like with whoever uh i forget one of my um one of my lesbian friends was talking about gay baiting I think that's what she called it, the term that she used, when girls, straight girls, will claim bisexual to hook up with girls for attention. Mm-hmm. And, and and they, they get attention, and then but they're not really yeah. bi, and they're not really gay. They just want the attention, and uh, the LGBT community gets pretty pissed about it. Right. Um, that, so that's a thing. And, um, and then I think there's girls that just want to experiment, because girls, or a lot of women, go through, like, they, girls are more, like, intimate with each other I feel like I feel like uh, with my girlfriends like we cuddled we kiss I mean not kiss we we cuddle we hug we like we're more like physical mm-hmm. and 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 we open up emotionally to each other a lot and so sometimes it, if you're in a, a phase of your life where you're still trying to figure yourself out you might think of like experiment and that's that experimental phase mm-hmm. so there's like there's, there's different I think bisexuality got thrown like that got that label got thrown on a lot of different people that wasn't real they weren't really bisexual they were just in some other thing yeah um and then i know bisexuals that uh it's they they're attracted to like masculine or they're attracted to feminine and it doesn't matter if it's a boy or a girl or a you know non-binary or whatever uh it's just that 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 masculinity or the femininity that they care about and and they fall in love with that Mm -hmm. specifically so it's very interesting. A pansexual, I've never actually talked to a pansexual or someone that identifies as pansexual, so I can't really say. But yeah, I find it all like just fa- uh, interesting that it, that people will shame that, even though it's making someone happy. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's two consenting, or not, not even two. Like as long as it's just consenting adults, sure. and no one's life is in danger. I think I'm like just be happy. It all it's, it takes a while. I mean, I think even when it comes to career, we used to be like doctor, nurse, lawyer, <laughs> dentist, and then we started to have these weird careers. People are like, "No, you can't do that. This is against the grain." Yeah. And then even YouTubing, right, is oh, a yeah. career of a thing that just so didn't weird. exist before. But it takes enough people to say, "No, I'm doing this. I'm doing it successfully, and I'm happy. I'm not hurting anybody." And then they're like, "Okay, we can accept that now." Right. Um, and so I just think it's a bit of patience and of continuing to be curious. I always say, like, if I could ask people to do one thing, it's like substitute that's weird with that's fascinating. Yeah. If you hear something that you're like, that's not what I usually hear in life and that strikes me as odd, just check yourself. Like, that's fascinating. Tell me more about that. Yeah. I think it is fascinating. That's why I'm so, I was so pumped to have you on because, like, I love talking about this. Like, Gio said that. Gio was like, we should be friends because you guys (laughs) are the same person. I just love here because we are very traditional and and it's interesting what you said about um that you've never gone through your partner's phone. Um Steve is the first I have first... Nikki's uh, texts all sent to my phone. They're forwarded <laughs> to my phone. No, time. he's so the first person that I've never been tempted to look through his phone ever. And I think it's because of just having someone that completely matches with you and and in your values and that you communicate with and like you have an understanding of each other because um, I never I've never thought 
oh, he's probably doing something shady. No. Ever. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. When you have trust, it's really easy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I imagine you have a lot of trust with your guy. It's just like, I totally think that you make good decisions. And if you are making a decision that's not consistent with what we usually do, you'd probably talk to me about that. Mm-hmm. And so there's no need for me to check up on you because if something was worth checking up on, we would have had a discussion about it at some point. And so until that point, like, there's no point in me stressing about something that hasn't happened and that may not happen. Right. But as a now that you're getting married, is it like, is there like a, a new rules thing where it's like, okay, so now you we can't fuck anybody. Like, we're is, is it a new? Is there a new varnish? To I it can't at all? say that because it's like I don't know. I think open just means like it's whatever happens in the future. And like my partner's never it had sex off. with anybody, and we started out as fuck buddies. And I even see. during the time that we were just fuck buddies, neither one of us were having sex with anybody else. And so it would just be weird of me to. It's like if your kid goes to bed at nine. And then being like, from now on, it's a 9 p.m. sleep time. And you're like, motherfucker, I was already sleeping yeah. at night. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. what is this? It's just, I don't know. I just don't think it's necessary. If I was with somebody who I'm like, man, like they need a little bit of help and guidance. Let me maybe guide them with some strict rules. But I just trust his decision making. And so if it came to a place, you know, in two years where he's like, there's this person that I met. I can't explain why. I'd be like, OK, like, let's talk about it. Mm. So I, there's nothing that I'm like totally against. Um, but I won't know until it happens in the moment. Right. And I think that's that's healthy, you know, like having not strict rules, just being able to communicate like we have a basic understanding. And if anything goes outside of that, we would talk to each other about it. Um, Because knowing yourself, though, too, because if you know you couldn't handle that, don't put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Because when you were talking about going to meet up with your ex and exploring that relationship on dinner. I don't. I would not be okay with that. But that we both wouldn't be okay with that. So it's like this mutual um, agreement. That, yeah. like, neither of us would be okay with that. No. But it's vice versa. If both of us were okay with that, then that's cool, yeah, too. exactly. Um, there's an understanding. It's like, yeah. we don't, we don't, we're not interested in, we're very territorial with each other. So the idea of, like. Not oh, possessive, though, which is great. Yeah, exactly. Because I've had possessive boyfriends. Right. And that's very different, yeah. I think, than territorial. Um, but, but the like, idea of opening something up is, like, no-go zone for me. Like, I'm, like, super not, not yeah. down. But, but I, I'm not judgmental of other people who are. We're like, I'm and that it. actually made me feel safer because I, I've been in relationships where they were asking if we could have a threesome and they were constantly asking if we could have a threesome and it made me feel like, am I not enough? You know, yeah. like, is that like, why does he keep bringing it up? Right. And with you, it's like, you never ask about any of that. I he want just that. wants you on a bed That's by it. yourself, chained yes. up, chained chained to it. It. <laughs> all with day. A, with That's a fucking it. dog dish. The simple things. I have right? something that I want to talk, that I want to ask you about. Have you, on have you ever heard of like mental orgasms or like think, they call it thinking off or yes. different terms of it? Like, what, what is that? What it's do you a think wet dream. That? You ever, but I, you like force it. I have had orgasms in my sleep before. Me too. I have too. But I don't know how to get there. I blow ropes in my how sleep. How do you get yeah. there without like cuz that's my subconscious making me do that. Right. But like how do you how do you get there without like these people just think something and then it and then they orgasm. I'm sure it's like a it's a like a muscle if you meditate a yeah. lot, if you're really into like putting yourself into those like I want to say tantric states, but I don't yeah. know if that should make sense. But into that state where you're so in tune with your body. I think actually too, I'm not a weed smoker and my partner is. And so we had these like, I was making fajitas one day. You know fajitas? And yeah. you got like Love throw, fajitas. whatever you have in the fridge, you gotta just throw in that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just going in the fridge, like throwing stuff that's in there into the pot. And then I come across this cookie that's in a green and brown wrapper. And I'm like, oh, it's a vegan cookie. Mm. And so I take a little piece of it. I'm like, why does this cookie taste like ass? And then I read the label. I'm like, it's a goddamn weed cookie. And I was like, you were going to put cookie in a fajita? Well, I just, no. I was looking through the fridge and I found it yeah. at the back. Oh, I'm just checking your fajita making. Right. I'm like, yo, hey, Shan, we're going to order in, okay? Hey, that, yeah. don't be so close minded. Maybe yeah, you're right. a cookie fajita is really fun. It might be delicious. I'm yeah. thinking traditionally. Sorry. But I had the smallest amount of it that I didn't think anything of it. Right. I was like, that's nothing. And then I just kept cooking. And then like half an hour later, I'm you're like, like, am I having Vegans. Am I having a seizure? Like, am I having any like aneurysm? Like, I just felt really weird. And then when he came home, it clicked, and I was like, Oh my god, that weed cookie! But and I then will you made fajitas say, for fifteen hours, right? Right. Okay, <laughs> if that's what you want to call sex, right? Oh, there you go. Oh hell yeah! And it was an incredible experience because I felt like I could feel everything. So Ooh. if I was laying down and my hand was on my heart, I could feel my heart hitting my hand and that nerve shooting into my shoulder. 
And that was so, an ecstasy cookie. It was maybe. <laughs> and I'm like, this is kind of the state where you just are so hyper conscious of your body and what it's doing. And I don't know how to get there by myself, but I'm sure if I took the classes and everything else, I could get there. But if yeah. you can orgasm in your sleep, yeah, you've basically you've made it. You've yeah. made it. If you can orgasm by th- about by thinking about it, and you don't have to do nothing, I think that's I could, the sickest shit I ever because, heard. Because, but I'm wondering. Cause you know how you can like kind of clench that muscle and then it kind of like stimulates your yes. clitoris a little I'm bit. Yeah, it right now. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, you could do it. Like, we're, oh my god, I'm almost there. Wow. Music, Mark. Music. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think I could get there with that. But is that the is that what they're doing? Are they like using that help or is it just their mind? You know, I always think about that because it was just their mind. That's pretty impressive. That is super cool and hot. I like this. Yeah. Then then you're like so unnecessary. Oh shit! No, no wait. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. See, it's not about the size of your dick. That's it's true. It's about thinking and being in the moment and that's feeling. That's yeah. um, Wow, we are at the end of the episode already, and that's crazy because this flew by. Like sometimes it doesn't feel like that. No. I just I could talk. A lot all, of times it doesn't feel like that. I could that. talk all day about this. I loved having you on. Thank you so much for yeah, being thank here. You. Um, you mentioned you have a book coming out. What what is that called? So people know. It's coming out in like July 2019 with HarperCollins. Okay. It's like tentatively, I shouldn't even say. It's just coming out okay. next year. Be on the lookout for that. Where can they find you? Shan Booty. That's it. Everywhere. Yeah, but I always B-O-O-D-Y. say. B-O-O-D-Y. Yeah. I don't think anybody ever like listens to this and goes and follows a person. Just go and search one thing today that intrigued you. That would make this worth it. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. But no, but you got to plug your stuff. They're not going to come. That's not how it works. <laughs> oh, but, but, but they no. don't care. Hey, prove her wrong. Prove her wrong. That's good. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Right? Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Do you have any final thoughts? We like to end with a final thought. Yeah, we like to end with a final thought. For the folks. I guess that was kind of a final thought, but you can have another final thought. I think you guys are a fantastic couple that I learned a lot from, and it was just wonderful to watch you share so much about yourself, but also know so much about each other. So thank you for letting me witness your love and your connection. Oh my God, oh my God. Thank, thank you, you so much. Wow, so nice. like she, like her ending stuff is like all giving. It's know, like, man. hey, don't look up me, look up something you like. Kiss, <laughs> kiss, kiss. No problem. Wow, that was a not the kiss I was looking for. Damn. Right? Yeah. Hey, not, I do that with my grandma sometimes too. <laughs> I know. Uh, my final thought is, um, I don't know, man. No, the best. I mean, no bit here. Uh, the best thing that I have done um, in my life with, like, as far as sex goes, is to actually talk about what you like and stuff. I know that it's like. It's like, oh man, like oh, this it's is not kinda... sexy. It's un- it takes you out of the moment, but yeah, you, it's worth it. It sounds like you're gonna take all the magic out for some reason, but it doesn't. It's yeah. just it just makes things better because you're like you're actually communicating what you dig. And I right. I think that instead of helps. going through your whole relationship and your partner thinks that he's killing it, right. and then like really like you just didn't want to tell him like oh I kind of like it a little to the left and I I don't want to make him feel bad. Yeah, or her or whoever. I think that's been helpful for me. Yeah, totally. Communication is like mm-hmm. so key. Um, also, I just I think if anything, I've just reconfirmed that I just think that if you find someone that matches what you like and you're open about it and you both are like comfortable and no one is judging each other, I, just, I think just take the judgment out of the bedroom. That's like a huge. That's a one. good one. Just take it out of it. Doesn't that's belong a quote. there. That goes on a fridge or something. Yeah, that's, I like that. <laughs> on a take fridge. The judgment out of the bedroom. That's tight. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should put that in our bedroom. No judgment. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> I like that. Unless you want to do some like dom shit where you're the judge and it's like if she gets the answer wrong, she gets whipped. Oh shit! Oh, right, sh- that is judgment the judge. day. We didn't even get into dom shit. But I am the law. He did. There's he like flirted so with it. He touched on it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, that's cool. my shit. I love that. Yeah, my friend's a dominatrix, or she was. She also had a slave. She um, had a slave boy who she yeah. had to clean up all her shit. It wasn't even sexual. Well, it was maybe for him, but like they didn't have sex. Like she, he would come over with her collar, and he would clean her house naked, and he would wait for commands and stuff. And and then like if she ever got mad at him, she'd be like, "Take off your collar," and he would like legit cry because that meant the world to him to be owned. Oh, wow. Like he needed an owner, and and uh, we asked that he come over and just like clean our fucking floors because yeah, like, they were really bad. In. Yeah, yeah, they were really bad. And then what happened with that? Well, she, I think she he she gave him to a new owner. Oh, you too... know what? That's fascinating. Yeah, she's she's fascinating. I, I wanted would him love to clean the under fridge. You know, you know the under fridge where it's real nuts. Yeah, I wanted him to get under there, but with clothes on. Please. Oh yeah, but guess who cleaned that? <laughs> Your wife. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. Hey, I was moving the whole everything in the house. That's true. Yeah. It was a trade-off. It was a deal. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and go uh, not, don't follow Shan Booty. No. Don't. 
Find something Don't out about it. yourself. She's so yeah, selfless. She's so <laughs> Unbelievable. But do follow us. You know, please follow. <laughs> follow all our plugs, please. <laughs> at Nikki follow Limo. me on Instagram. And also, if she's there's a topic comedy. that you would like to talk about, email us, podcast at Nikki.Limo. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate and subscribe. And we love you very much. Like, truly. Super love you, Don't man. Don't forget to check out Sex Matches. It's a great service. Really <laughs> wonderful service. They're really working on it really hard. And Bill over at the company... He's pretty nervous right now. I won't lie. He's really nervous. He put a lot of money into this thing. So don't forget, women out there, go sign up because it's real important. Yeah.